Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I want winners. I want people that want to win. All right, we are back after, wow, uh, pretty easy. (coughs) There was really not a point in this game, I guess, after the kickoff, maybe the kickoff, where I was like, huh, they're not going to win. Like, it was a a very easy game for these guys. And uh, a lot of that is, you know, the defense, of course, which has been just phenomenal for uh, all but one or two games all year. And I guess just the uh, confidence that this young seventh round Mr. Irrelevant quarterback has, because like you and I have been watching this team, you know, since we were younger, but like these last few years, even when they were good, there was always this sense of, you know, Jimmy at any point could just throw the ball to the other team for whatever reason. And not that a rookie quarterback should give you more confidence than someone who is uh, as veteran and, and, you know, as good as Jimmy has been. But I don't know. There's something about this kid that just instills confidence when he's back there. And some of it, this is, some of it was a little Brett Farvish to me where I was like, okay, like I get it. Like, we, but we don't have to show off here. But man, just uh, overall, like what a, what a performance on both sides of the football. Uh, what was your, w- when did you sort of figure out that the Niners had had this thing wrapped up? Well, he blew that first, he blew that first protection where he missed that, that free rusher was his responsibility and he didn't pick it up. So, those are the things I was kind of expecting to see. So that was a little unsettling at the start. But other than that, the thing that overall, even last week, the thing that um, impressed me about him is that he doesn't rattle. I mean, he is cool. I mean, at all times, even when, you know, he makes a mistake. He, he doesn't seem like he's phased by it. And the whole thing, none of it seems like it's too big for him. So um, that, to me, is the most impressive thing because if he can handle that part of it, you know, handling his emotions and handle, um, you know, the things that are being thrown at him and asked of him, I have complete faith that Kyle can give him enough of the right answers 
for him to be successful. And that's what we saw today. I mean, I I love his mobility. I love the fact that we can move the pocket. I love the fact that when things break down, he makes all off script. That more than anything is what I believe has been missing with Jimmy is, you know, he knows how to make the right play, but um, he's not going to give you anything in terms of moving. Um, so a plus for the young man, I think yeah, it was, absolutely. it was a, an awesome performance. And um, I feel like we're in good hands. I just feel like we're in good hands. Okay, before we go to our three points or th- our three main topics that we talk about to sort of flesh out our overall conversation about the game, I just want to mention to folks, we do have this feed, uh, BSPN for podcasting. We're also on video right now on YouTube and Facebook. But for the podcast, for the audio only folks, if you subscribe, uh, we appreciate you. And if you could throw us a five-star review uh, on Apple or uh, on Spotify or wherever you are. I, I think most of these uh, apps take uh, take reviews. It is so beneficial to us, especially as we build this network. And, uh, you know, I know I'm I'm kind of on all the shows at this point. That, that's not uh, necessarily where uh, I want it to be, but you know, just kind of how we're, we're starting this. <laughs> how, how we're starting this is, um, you know, it's still very, very new. We got the Warrior Show, with me and my son Brian, we have this show. We have the Giant Show with uh, me and uh, my buddy Brad, and we're actually going to have uh, the San Jose State uh, football announcer uh, on the show this week on the Giant Show because he also does Giant stuff, San Jose Giant. So he's going to come on and we'll, we'll rep San Jose State a little bit because they're actually in a bowl game this year. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's going to be more content. We have. The red and gold standard every once and again, it's it's really up to uh, Zach to to shoot me over his audio. You know, their 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 audio, their their recording schedules a little bit uh, hit hit or miss in, in some cases. But just putting just giving us that five stars and writing a little review uh, is so beneficial. And maybe if we can get a few of those, we'll even read them on air. I know some shows that do that, and that seems to get uh, s- some nice play. So okay. Wanted to get that out of the way. Let's talk about the 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 first, I guess, the first most noteworthy thing here, which is uh, Debo goes down with an ankle injury in the second quarter. Niners were uh, up, I believe they were up fourteen zero, or maybe even been twenty one zero at this point. But um, he's uh, runs, uh, he, he he's on a run, and basically, he, as he's getting tackled. Uh, his ankle is fallen on, on top of it and it bends in, in a weird way. And he tried to tough it out. He tried to get up. He couldn't get up. They had to bring out the cart for him. And the latest on that is Kyle says he believes it is more than probable that it is a high ankle sprain, which is a six week on the low end, on the early end injury. And in all, you know, sometimes we see eight weeks as well on the later end. So the playoffs start in like five weeks. Um, if the if the Niners were able to get to the number two spot, and we'll talk about that in, 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 uh, near the end of the show, that would give them a little bit of, of time to get somebody like uh, like Debo back. But, uh, you know, in in this game, you know, we've had so we've had 
if you count Trey from from the first game of the season, if you or second game of the season, if you count uh, Kinlaw, who hasn't been back yet, <clears throat> Jimmy last week, Debo this week, like these are big time injuries, and the only the only thing that I mean, it just shows how much depth that the 49ers have, and you know, kudos to Shanahan and Lynch for for putting together. Uh, a unit where you're uh, you're using every single guy on this roster and every and and it's next man up. But man, you just kind of wonder like when is this going to end? Especially with someone someone like Debo. And look, this is why Debo held out, right? <laughs> like he knows football. He knows that you know football is a dangerous sport, and he wanted to get his money because of his usage, and uh, not that he could foresee getting hurt like this, but uh, him going down, you know. Who knows? He's he's a he's a big dude, and and uh, you know knees or ankles, ligaments. The, you know you, they they could for for someone who is such a big guy, they could uh, they could go the other way for him, and and it and it could hurt his uh, you know it could hurt his future because of his speed is such a big part of his game as well. So uh, thoughts quickly on on the Debo thing, and also we'll talk later at the end about, you know, kind of who, who steps up in his, in his spot. But, uh, you know, I know there's a certain hall of fame wide receiver that kind of spouted off about this, <laughs> about this injury, but quick thoughts on the play and, and, and on how it happened. And just, I guess the injury situation with the Niners in general. Well, I mean, like you said that this is, it's a prime example of why Debo wanted to get his money because the way he plays and as, aggressive as he is teams have to come i mean they gotta come at him you know with both barrels because if not you're gonna you'll get embarrassed he will you know run around you through you if you guys aren't coming fully loaded so subsequently that's how teams are going to attack him so it leaves him open for these kind of injuries it looked to me like a knee at first because he kind of got bent up underneath the pile kind of weird. So at first I was like, well, ankle is a good thing, you know, yeah. relatively, but that high ankle is a, is a rough one. So if that is what it is, and again, again, kind of like with Jimmy, I think we need to, at this point, just kind of wait for everything to come because, you know, at first, you know, Jimmy, it was a fracture and Jimmy was done now, you know, and that changed, you know, by Wednesday. So hopefully let's remain optimistic and hopefully, and hopefully it's, it's more, it's a, it's an optimistic um, um, report on Debo, but, you know, like you say, kudos to them and the way that they have put this team together because, as we were rolling earlier, you know, it seemed like George was um, featured heavily in the game plan. And then you obviously CMC was, but then you've also got Ayuk and you've got Jennings and you've got guys like Gray and McLeod who haven't really been unlocked yet this season. So obviously we don't have another Debo stashed somewhere, but I think that, you know, we can make do we can, I think, again, I trust Kyle to be able to cobble together um, game scripts that 
will utilize the the talent that we have on the roster. And I think that, you know, obviously Debo is a huge loss, just like all of those other guys have been. Trey was a huge loss. Um, Jimmy was a huge loss. (laughs) Um, So I, 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 at this point, I have faith in Kyle to be able to cobble something together and leaning on our defense. I think we can, you know, I think we can, we can muddle through. I think we, I I think we are still in prime position. When I look at all the other teams around the NFC, I think even still injuries included, we match up really well against everybody. Our style of play matches our, our style of play travels. So I, I think we're going to be fine. There was another injury coming out that uh, Kyle mentioned in his press conference. I guess Purdy has an oblique thing that it didn't stop him from playing. But Kyle said, you know, after the adrenaline wears off, we'll sort of see where he's at tomorrow because obliques can be tricky. And if it is, if Purdy is out, wow. it's going to be uh, good old JJ there. Huh. Who uh, and, and look. You know, J- JJ is a is what you would call a, a journeyman, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's a, he's a journeyman. Uh, he understands the way that the 49ers system works because he's been with with Kyle before. That's why he was the guy who was brought in for that reason. But your you know to go from Jimmy to Brock Purdy, it doesn't look like it is it is it, it has been a detriment in any way. Maybe even been. At least for today, it was an improvement, just the way that Brock played versus the way that Jimmy plays. But to go then from that to Johnson, uh, I can't imagine that the Niners would just skip a, you know, would just not not skip a beat with him. So that is something to keep an eye on, especially because we play again on Thursday. So this is not something where, you know, they can wait all the way until Sunday. It's really they probably have to figure out because uh, what they pro- they're not going to practice tomorrow, so they'll practice Tuesday, Wednesday, and then travel Thursday or travel Wednesday. Now, however it works, mm-hmm. so they're going to have to make a decision probably by Tuesday on on what the the game plan is. So I'm sure we'll hear more about that. Cross your fingers that the kid is is okay, and you know he's young, so his body is going to heal a little bit faster than uh, than everybody else's. And if he, I, 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 what I could tell about him already is that if he can go, he's gonna go. There, you, it'll take wild horses to keep that kid on the sideline. I believe. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about one Brock Purdy, because the marquee said it was Brock against Brady, but really this was about the Forty Niners defense overwhelming the the Bucks offense, and in doing that. Brock Purdy was able to make plays. Uh, I I will say there were a couple throws that he because he he doesn't have a weak arm, but his arm doesn't light light you on fire in any way. Mm-hmm. It's just a it's just a direct straight throw. There's no flutter in it. It's uh, and sometimes he throws it up there. And like there was a pass to uh, to Ayuk. I, I, uh, I think it was maybe his only catch of the day where. He threw it, and I immediately thought, "Oh no, I don't know if he has enough juice on this ball." But he mm-hmm. clearly did. And then Ayuk was able to get some run after the catch because he he made a great move. Um, 
there was one play that thankfully got called back where it was an interception right before the half. Um, but that those are really the only, and you mentioned the one in the, the beginning of the game where the, the blitzer just came right in front of him and he didn't see him. Uh, but other than those, you know, other than those two plays, he was, he was pretty much on it. And especially being able to move out of the pocket, being able to create time. Uh, I, I, I was joking that, you know, this offensive line, they're like, what we got a block for more than two and a half seconds. Come on, you know, <laughs> because yeah. he's, he's going to get out of the pocket and he's going to move and he's going to try and create something that, that isn't there. And you saw what the opposite is, is because this is how Jimmy and, and Brady, I'm not comparing them as players, but their mm-hmm. style of play is very similar. The Absolutely. only, the only way that they create time in the pocket is to, to move up uh, in the pocket and kind of create some time there. Whereas you saw Brock, He's dropping back. He's spin moving. He's rolling out. He's going against the grain, and and he's got that 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 you know he's got a little bit of, of uh, he's got some speed in in those legs, and he's really savvy with with where where the rush was coming. Um, and you, but the flip side is the way that Brady played with the the Niners had zero sacks, but it felt like he was pressured throughout the game. Under siege is how it felt to me. Right. And he was making throws early, whereas if he had a half of a second more, he's probably making a much better throw. And so you can see what Purdy does. Now, there were, there will be moments in his in his style of play where he's going to be a little bit too aggressive on that and maybe make some reckless plays. Uh, there was one where he rolled out and he was able to get rid of it, uh, uh, threw it out of bounds. But that that one could have been, uh, you know, something that 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 was a, a negative play. There was another one where uh, Greg Olson, the the color commentator, was joking that, you know, as he's running away from defenders, he's not really protecting the football. And so those are things that they'll have to sort of like tie, you know, tie up, uh, uh, tie up a loose end for. But man, I don't think. You can't really complain about the way the guy played. He was confident. He made strong, aggressive throws. When's the last time we saw two plays in the same game that were long touchdown passes, right? Like we had the one to, he, he had the one to, to CMC that, uh, you know, that they, they had to figure out what the, if it was in or out uh, or whatever, but, Man, just two long plays uh, already. Uh, just really, really fun to see him. And it was kind of one of those things where, where you were kind of like, "Is this real? Like, are we, what what we are watching? Is this real, or is this kind of like a flash in the pan?" And so that I mean, that's quite that's what the rest of these games are for. But for for this day, he was one hundred percent real, for sure. I mean, and it's okay. You you hear it and you see it on, you know, because that's what social media is. But it's a poor man's what I was hoping it would be with Trey. You see off script plays, you see movement and mobility um out of the pocket. You see him challenging the defense downfield. I mean, those are the things that I was hopeful you know, that you know that Trey brings to the table. Is Brock Purdy Trey? No, he isn't. Is Brock Purdy a quarterback one? No, he isn't. He is Davis Mills, 
Taylor Heineke light. If you've got that guy as your quarterback one, you're looking for Trey Lance. But what he can totally be is Colt McCoy. If he's your QB two, you're good. You know, he can come in, he can win you some games, he can do some good stuff for you. But let's not try to make this dude something he's not. He's not a nine-figure face of the franchise quarterback. Stop. <laughs> but he can win you some games, and hopefully what we're in the witnessing is what I'm hoping is his Linsanity moment. I hope <laughs> he's able to catch lightning in the bottle for six to eight weeks and end up with his jersey in the Hall of Fame with a really cool story about <laughs> for how eight weeks he caught that lightning in the bottle and he won a Super Bowl. That's what I'm hoping for. Okay, now, now I, I'm not going to argue with you uh, about this, but what I will say is s- this could be his... I, I, I'm not saying he's going to be Kurt Warner because I think Kurt Warner... With those good Rams teams, he sh- like it was like okay, we're, if we're just throwing, I- I'm going to be able to put the ball. It, it was you know a lot of it was him, a lot of it was just those weapons. And then when he moved out of that Ram system, he still had a good career. He still had uh, years where he took Arizona, um, mm-hmm. and, and I think did he did he also end up on the Giants? But he struggled with the Giants. But basically, what I'm Giants. saying is. The fit with Purdy and what the 49ers do might make sense. Whereas him on another team, like you, I mean, you put any quarterback with it, with a, with a team that doesn't have any weapons and, and they're not going to do, well. I mean, look at someone like uh, even Aaron Rodgers, as great as Aaron Rodgers is look at Brady as great as, as Brady is for whatever reason, he is not connecting with Evans and, and Godwin like he was last year and the year before, but, Purdy, he may be such a good fit with this team where on this team, he might be real. And then on another team, you know, when when he makes his money and this is what it is really is like, oh, he can he can play. He's not I mean, he's playing for this team right now, but his future is more than likely on whenever his contract is up and he can actually go go show his his demo reel to to another team. Right. Uh, and we've seen we've seen those moments in the past with I mean you know we mentioned uh, uh, Nick Foles are, are already right like when when you know he won the Super Bowl and then he's got to go and get signed and then and then now he's you know third string in in Carolina or whatever it is but my point is is that Brock may not be the 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 guy that 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 Shanahan says okay he is our future but in this system he may be a really good player. And I think that is sort of to be determined in the playoffs in this thing, he could be uh, a, someone as good of a fit as Kurt Warner was with the Rams, just because of the weapons that he has. I mean, I, I totally, I mean, I agree that he, he's, he has shown me enough already that, that, He's a player in this league where he is on the hierarchy is what I question because I'm I'm a tools guy. You go back to the tools. I've seen him on the field. I've watched him do his thing. He is just he to me. He just doesn't have the tools 
of a quarterback one. Whereas Kurt Warner, I mean, he had, he was, you know, a big guy with good tools, very accurate, could put it, put it on people. And then, like you say, once you put him in a, in a system where he's got a ton of weapons, he can do his thing. I just believe from my years of experience watching the NFL, if a dude like Brock Purdy or Taylor Heineke is your quarterback, you're always looking at the door for the next guy. If mm-hmm. you nobody's ever, no GM or coach is gonna put their faith in that guy as the dude. I don't believe, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe. Who does he remind you of who you've seen in the past? And and some of this is like, oh, great in college. And then when they came to the pros, maybe not not as great. Uh, there's Tim- one there's one person in the, in the back of my mind who he reminds me of. But I feel like if that's his ceiling, then it's not it's not going to be great <laughs> to me. When I look at that dude, I think he's like a poor man's Chad Pennington. Hmm. Interesting. You know, no, Chad was a, was a he was a really really good athlete. He was a basketball player, so he he legit was an athlete. So I don't think he, I don't, you know, he's a better athlete than Jimmy, and he is like an above average athlete for a quarterback. But mm-hmm. like somebody like Chad Pennington was like a legit legit athlete, like kind of like like Tannehill is like a legit athlete. Yeah. Um, he's not just a good athlete for a quarterback. He's going to be one of your best athletes on the team. I mean, he's not like a DB athlete, but he's a good, he is a legit athlete that can make plays. I don't think that Brock is that, but I mean, he, again, the proof is in the pudding. He can get out there. He can make a play. Um, that touchdown run was legit. <laughs> you know, he saw it and he went and got it. And, yep. you know, that is what we need in this. Um, sorry, my dog is sneaking <laughs> up on me. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I I think when I when I look back and look at it from like a ten thousand mile view, which you know we're in it right now, and it's hard to do. I am really, as a 49er fan, I am kind of happy with what our quarterback room looks like moving forward. I think with him and Trey, I think that's a, a really good mix. Because again, I I've seen that dude up up close and personal. And again, I haven't seen anything even on his tape when he's played. I, throughout those first two games, you know, in my opinion, um because I've like looked at when you go, you know, online, we get into these arguments about mm-hmm. everybody wants to bring up like Patrick Mahomes, which is one hell of an anomaly. How many in the hundred years of starting quarterbacks, how many dudes have won an MVP in their second season, like three or four. I, so to me, what I'm going to compare Trey to is the other thousands of guys who in the hundred years of playing quarterback, what they've done in their first four games, I'm not comparing them to Patrick Mahomes. So let's not do that. So I, I still think there's a lot there. Um, and I know some people are like bust on this guy already, which I think is ridiculous, but um, again, we'll see we're, we're, what is what we know is just going to play out. 
We're going to see what happens the first week of OTAs. We're yeah. going to see what happens the first week of training camp. But you know, I mean, Trey, I, yeah, Trey's definitely coming into camp as as one. But if Shanahan wanted to create a little bit of competition, he could. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and, and he and, probably should. And Brock and Brock will, will definitely be right there. The, the, here, here's my comparison. Here's a person who he reminds me of. And this probably ages me a little bit, but Ty Detmer. When okay. Ty Detmer was in college, that dude was just just moving chains and throwing touchdowns. And, and his game, he was okay in the NFL, but his game didn't really... Uh, transition into to what the nfl needed there was a there's another guy now nobody is is as fast as this guy but you remember when andre ware was in houston and he was doing the run and shoot um that's a little bit of a different style but he also was like he just moved the ball he's throwing for like five thousand yards throwing for 500 yards a game and that's kind of like what brock was in college too doing it at a smaller school and, and, and not the, you know, n- not winning a conference championships or anything, but like you have those guys who their job in, in college is really like the whole offense is built around their ability to, uh, to throw on first, second and third down. And so he's got, he, he, he's able to come in and because he's got so many reps being a four-year player in college and that's what Trey is really missing is just the reps. He just didn't have the reps in college dealing with the COVID thing and then taking the year off. Like he just d- didn't, doesn't have the reps that someone like Brock has. So that's why, at least I think why when it comes to their decision-making Brock is a little bit more like assertive where Trey is kind of like, he, he he's kind of waiting a little bit more, but yeah, I, you know, I, I, but it's I all about reps. That um that Ty Detmer um comparison is really good because Ty Detmer I don't know if he I don't know if he if he didn't win it I know he went to New York for the Heisman I mean so he was a legit player um and I think both of those comparisons that you made like a Ware or a Detmer those were guys that you know in their cases they were you know twenty five years too early those are both guys yeah. who would really would really flourish in this version of the NFL in a way that, um, you know, they didn't, the, the league just wasn't set up for those guys to be as successful as they could be now. But, you know, that, and that's legit. And the thing that you mentioned about um, that's the, the, the dichotomy of it is like somebody like, um, like you said, you're 100% right. Um, Brock benefited from all those reps he got in college, and that's something that Trey doesn't get. But you know, but Trey doesn't get those those reps because guys as talented as Trey don't stick around for four years because they are top five picks. Brock Purdy sticks around for four years because. He's the last pick in the draft. Yeah, Just the yeah. way the system works, right? His his skill set ain't nobody out here checking for that at the top of the draft. So he might as well stay and get as much experience as he can because guys like Parcells back in the day, that was a big thing for him. Is dudes who had forty or more starts that was 
that was like one of the top things in his checklist. But the fact of the matter is, is um that was why that his like checklist was, you know, obsolete because nobody who is anybody, you look at somebody like in this year's draft cycle, somebody like Anthony Richardson, who's probably going to be taken in the top of the first round, who is raw as hell, Mm -hmm. but there's no way he's ever going to get 40 starts. I mean, he's just too good. He's just too good. Guys, guys with the skill, with the toolbox that the NFL is looking for are never going to stick around before he starts. It just, it doesn't make any monetary sense for them to just shows you when I was watching the most college football, Andre Ware won the Heisman in 89. Ty Detmer won it in 90. Uh, So that's like, that's like late eighties, early nineties is really like my big college football viewing time. I don't really, I don't watch it uh, too much anymore, but uh, so I was always going to, pull someone from that (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i know what you mean i know what you mean okay so let's go back to this debo scenario which is who's gonna step up in his absence uh there the one thing that we talked about and this has kind of been a theme since they did trade for for christian which is you have so many weapons and yet you see george kittle with like four catches for 30 yards. You see Debo doing most of his uh most of his yardage on the ground. You see Ayuk I I, I said Ayuk only had one catch. He had two catches. I forgot I completely uh-huh. forgot about the touchdown. Uh and so because of that I think it comes from a Kittle um uh you know maybe maybe it's not a Juwan Jennings because I think his sort of what he does as as their third down uh, receiver is is a- absolutely perfect. But I, I like you know you look at who they have and and Danny Gray got his first catch today. That was really cool for him to see that. Uh, they got Ray Ray who they're you know may, maybe they get creative with him. Uh, you know throwing short screens or something. You know giving him opportunities. But uh, you can't really replace what Debo does. So where do you think the the balls that would generally go to Debo or even the carries that would go to Debo? Do we get an increase in in CMC? Does Jordan, Jordan Mason pick up some of that slack? Is it where Kittles kind of shows out a little bit and all of a sudden he's becoming more of a priority? Like, where do you see who do you who do you see coming in and, and really taking up what uh, what Debo is leaving? Well, actually, I th- I kind of think it is like a committee type thing. I think because Debo does so much for us, I think that what you end up seeing is Jordan Mason gets more of those rushes. I think you see Ray Ray and Danny um, Gray kind of getting more of those jet sweep and um, you know, like kind of outside run opportunities. And I think Ayuk and Jennings get more of those um, targets. I Mm -hmm. I think it does end up becoming kind of a committee, which is what you have to do because there's no one guy who can really replace all that um, Debo gives you in one package. But I think we've got guys who, if you parcel out his responsibilities – 
can step up and and the um the bandwidth is there for them to do so because i can imagine somebody like Ayuk. i mean he's a team guy so I, I don't think no anybody's in there complaining about the touches they're getting but i'm sure he would um relish having more on his plate i'm sure kittle would like more targets but i mean he's just you know he's like such a linchpin to everything else that we do yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of shoring up over there on the right side for, um, for Mac in pass blocking um, being, you know, that play that they ran today where he, where Kittle was the second guy through um, on the run and CMC, it was his block that kind of opened everything up. He does so much for us in other places that yeah. his his um his con- contribution in the past game suffers. But um, so I mean, he could get more targets. I, I I just think that there we you know the way this this roster has been put together, um, there are so many other places we can go to kind of offload Debo's um, workload that in in the short run, um, I think we can be okay in, in, a, in, a, in a condensed time frame. Obviously, we need Debo back. All right, Shelvin, our guy Shelvin, he's always thinking. He's always feeding us stuff here. He said, does that make Odell Beckham Jr. a possibility now? Well, I would say absolutely, but the the I think the hang up with every the reason he got out of Dallas was the was the question um with was when he would be able to give you anything. Cause I mean I, I saw him on the barbershop type thing and it sounds like he's not really interested in even playing in the regular season. He's really? kind of got his eyes focus towards the playoffs i don't know if that is because he is physically unable to give you anything in the next four or five i don't i have no idea what that is and that's what 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 we need him for you know it was said kind of early on in the whole process is that his team is kind of looking for two or three years i don't think we are would be in the business in the OG, we'd be interested in being in the business in the OBJ business long term. I think he would be a great rental for us, but you know, again, that would even depend on you know how soon we could get him up and online for us. And, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know if this a playoff rental works for us. I think we would need to get him on board and get him integrated sooner rather than later yeah we're looking for something like their agreement with jimmy which is okay like you want to test the free agent market next year because it wasn't great for you this year we're going to give you the platform to really show out and and do that and that's kind of what you're looking for in this scenario with with, uh, beckham which is we're going to give you know we need you to come in we want to win a championship and you can use this as a way to show teams going into next year's free agency that you're ready. 
and rightfully so his agent is looking for like a two or three year thing now mm-hmm. and he they may eventually have to back off of that stance because it does they i think he visited a few teams and nobody was seemed to be willing to give him that and if he is willing to to back off of that then it just sort of becomes okay where can i fit in the best and maximize the this time and uh and whether or not that's I, I don't know if that would be the, the, the 49ers or not, but uh, they do have uh, they do have an opening right now that that may look good for him. But uh, like you said, if he's not ready, which I think that was possibly the the worry, because these teams are, you know, the, the 49ers just improved to nine and four, which means there's only four games left and to bring somebody in and to have him sort of learn the aspects of the offense that he will need to learn. Now, I, you know, I'm sure a lot of the stuff that he did with the Rams is probably not that different from what the 49ers do, but still like he's got to kind of come in and get his feet wet and get comfortable with the QB and all that stuff. By the time he, if, if he was to play next week, he may not even be like fully in rhythm and understanding of everything until the playoffs start then. So you can't come in in playoff game number one, because Mm-mm. you're 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 not going to be acclimated to the team uh, at that point soon enough. So I mean, you know, he has um, a foundation in the Stefanski offense, and then also with McVay. So I don't. I think he could be a fit that way. But I know it's a different position. But what I foresee is kind of like what Von Miller was for the Rams last year. You come in, you show your worth. You win a title, and then you go get paid. I mean, I, again, we're paying Nick. Um, it, we've got Ayuk is going to be in line to get paid. We've got Debo. I, I mean, I think we're set long-term at receiver. So I don't think he's a fit here long-term. But I definitely think we could we could find – I'm sure Kyle could find a way to use him for the next eight weeks if, you know – he's able to do that. But that whole nonsense about, you know, just trying to get his body right for the next four weeks and then showing up week one of the playoffs. I mean, that's, that's just nonsense to me. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That'd be tough. I would like to see, uh, okay. So I do not want to put the cart before the horse here because the 49ers still have to win their division. Uh, and they can do so by beating, the Seahawks, which is Next Thursday week. again, mm-hmm. which we're talking about Thursday, which is only in, in five days. Um, I would like to see if Danny Gray can be helpful mm-hmm. at all. Right. I'm sure that's what Shanahan would like to see, too. Can he help in any way? Um, can Ray Ray help in, in any way in, in some of these uh, scenarios where where maybe maybe they 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 try and be creative with him. They they did at the end of the game today. They they mm-hmm. gave him a, a couple shots because uh, he's fast for sure. He's fast, mm-hmm. and he and and I was uh, talking to somebody uh, in our group uh, in our Facebook group. Shout out to the Facebook group. Uh, that, was, that was pretty fun today. Um, and 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 the question was about Jordan Mason. Like, oh, you know, we need we need to see more Jordan Mason. And and I agree. Like, I'd love to see him sprinkled in a little bit more just to kind mm-hmm. of also save CMC's legs a little bit. But the reason why Jordan Mason works so well in the second half is because he's got fresh legs. That Buccaneers defense was 
depressed from getting their ass kicked the whole game. <laughs> so it's and like perfect. Vita Vea not being there was a big deal. Yeah. So that those aspects where you bring in some fresh legs and you could take advantage of certain scenarios, uh, you know, that they they can see all the the different defenses that come in someone gets replaced and you're like oh let's pick on that guy and then you know you can bring in guys like that so i I, i'm gonna you know i would love to see and i'm sure shanahan is thinking of of those kind of opportunities as well and and hey you know maybe jj will get a few more shots um you know than normal because he is uh, you know they don't sometimes with especially with kittle they don't necessarily need three wide receivers on the field uh, at at all times right so uh, there's there's opportunity there for for guys to step up and uh, Shanahan seems to be able to put guys in in really really good opportunities and hopefully they can take advantage of that. Yeah, for sure. This is going to be a real interesting week because if we, you know, when you, um, if we could clinch next week, I mean, I I don't like to get too far ahead of our, myself, but um, if we can clinch next week. And then with that Viking loss today, it's you. I think you had mentioned it earlier, and maybe we'll get there. But um, I don't know if the second seed is completely out of reach, which you know ends up being interesting in terms of what we're doing with um, being experimental. Or are we out here really? You know, we'll have. The, the division in our back pocket. So we know we're in, but now are we out here trying to get that second seed? Or are we trying to rest dudes? Or are we trying to, you know, are we going into experimental mode, trying to see what we've got with gray and Mason. And so it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I think next week is going to tell us a lot in terms of, you know, where we're at. So, yeah, we, let's look at it now, which is, Okay, so 49ers, they play the Seahawks on Thursday. Uh, Seahawks lost today uh, to Carolina, interestingly enough. Uh, then we we have you know nine days off or whatever uh, before the next game, and that's against Washington. Washington is no gimme. Washington uh, is playing some pretty good football. Uh, so they have Washington at home, and that's on Christmas Eve. And then they go to Vegas on new year's day gosh that that stadium is going to be insane there, there's going to be some arrests there I, yeah. I i just know it uh and then then they finish off against arizona so you would think out of all of those teams uh seahawks or the commanders are, are probably the best team who you know they're but they're all sort of right in the same spot um the the raiders and, and the cardinals are, are both sort of disappointments, uh, I would say, this year. Uh, and so what about Dallas? Dallas finishes off the season. They have the Jags this weekend. Uh, and then they still They're have... They're frisky. The Jags are frisky. The The Cowboys still have the Eagles. That mm-hmm. game is in Dallas. It's on, on uh, Christmas Eve. Now, the Eagles... By by, I don't think they would have the division wrapped up quite yet because they're only two games ahead of, ahead of Dallas. So that that is they're still going to have to win that football game, uh, and, and if Dallas can can win that football game, then they get even closer to to the division. So I think that's going to be a really competitive football game. 
And then after that, uh, it's Titans and Commanders to close out the season for Dallas. So that second spot uh in 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 the in the east um it is up for grabs right it's 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 there for the taking but the niners are probably going to have to win out and then you get to the end of the season where oh wait you know what i'm i'm off it's uh because the cowboys are the wild card they're the fourth team it's the vikings that the niners are right facing for the second seed i i got i got mixed up because I was listening to uh, I was listening to Simmons's podcast, and they were talking about how the Eagles and the Niners and the Cowboys are like the top three teams, and how the Vikings are pretenders. <laughs> so I I I forgot I forgot that this is a, a division thing. Okay, let's back up. Let's pretend like let's rewind the tape and let's forget that I just talked for for two minutes. The Vikings uh, a little bit easier for them. There we go. Okay, Colts uh, this Ugh. weekend. Uh, Colts come into town. Uh, then the Giants come into town, and the Giants got whooped today by the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, then they go into Green Bay, and Ugh. then they finish off uh, with the Bears. So, uh, not 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 too hard. However, I do, does, do you do you all know that the uh, Vikings have three hundred and twelve points, and they've given up three hundred and thirteen points. So, yeah. They are very much a pretender in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And uh and so, you know, they they lost today to the Detroit Lions. So, there's no, you know, that they, they could they could lose any one of these games. And uh, but then I still think the Niners are going to have to win out in order to Yeah. Uh, to but yeah. Definitely. If we win out, we I'm looking at it right now. We've definitely got them. I'm not sure exactly how it breaks down, but if we win out and they lose just one more game, you know, if they lose just one more and we finish, if we both finish with four losses, they've got one more loss in conference than we do. We're seven and two and they're six and three. And then the point differential is bananas. So all we got to do is handle our business and then hope for them to just stub their toe once and we can catch them. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be incumbent upon us to, you know, first and foremost, do what we're supposed to do, which, you know, we aren't so far removed from the beginning of the season to remember that um, there have been times this year where we have not done that. So that needs, like Warner was saying in the post-game huddle, is this, you know, we just need to keep going 1-0. and um, and just keep handling our business. And if we do that, again, like I've said before, even with all the setbacks and injuries that we've had, when I looked at when I look at these teams that are ahead of us, you know, I respect the Eagles and what they're doing, but they can be had even with the addition that they've made with um Joseph and Sue in the middle of their defense. Um we can get them. You know, we can run you can run the ball on them. And um I like how our defense matches up with their offense. So that would be interesting. Dallas, we've got history with them. So yep. I mean, I'm not worried, you know. That the, the worst case scenario for Cowboys fans is to play the 49ers because they just yeah. do not believe in in Dak. 
I, I misspoke again in the beginning of the show. I said, you know, to get to the second seed and maybe you get some space that I, I forgot about this new playoff scenario. Only the, the first seed gets a buy right. and it's two through seven playing the first round of the playoffs, no matter what. So the, the more than likely they're not going to catch the Eagles, but what it does make sure is that they have uh you know, they're, they're the home team in, in, in those bigger, in those big games. So that's for that sure. So, so like what Justin is saying is, is not as it, it wouldn't be like, you need to like be pressing hard to get to two. The difference between two and three is not, you know, it's, it's not something that you need to really bust your ass to be trying to, to get it. be It's nice, but it's, it's, you know, it's not a death sentence not to have it. Um, cause you're definitely going to get that one home game. And if it, if it comes to it, you know, and the Eagles make it through, they're going to be, you know, the, the NFC championship game is going to be a road game regardless. So, yep. all right, let's talk about the player of the game. I think that there are three really good possibilities depending on how you're feeling. Um, but I'll let you go first because I think you had sort of etched yours in stone by the third quarter. And, oh yeah, uh, and so so I'll let you go first. And I, it, it's always interesting to me, and, and I, I feel like an ass when I get here, and you've got three, and, <laughs> and I've got like two because I guess I think I get tunnel vision, and so I think my my honorable mention is CMC. Okay, he was great. He was and, my third. Yeah, he was definitely my third. So yeah, I'm gonna be interested to hear your who your second is. And it, it's Brock. 100 percent My player of the game is Brock. That dude is he, he's my hero now. So <laughs> it's it's Brock. I like you had said, like you had mentioned, we are of one accord on the jersey deal. I yeah, you know, I'm not not wearing yeah. no jerseys. We're, we're not wearing jerseys of, of athletes who are younger dude, than us. Nah, this is not that's, how we that's do. just not happening. That's for my but, kids to, to wear. Yeah. But I would definitely buy my nephew a Brock Purdy jersey. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he 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 was the guy, and um, it you know you can just tell the way the team is like you know it. I love it when I when dudes are are getting hype, you know when a when a player and the their success you know kind of galvanizes the team and the team rallies around them, and you're definitely kind of experiencing that with Brock and you know it's been my experience in team sports that that's when special things happen and you definitely see that happening with Brock so he's my guy okay so here 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 is uh, by the way I may or may not have been looking for Brock Purdy rookie cards on on eBay (laughs) this morning uh okay here's my number one and I'm going to give you some numbers here this person had 15 total tackles today, 10 solo. He had one pass defense, and he had an interception. Dre Greenlaw was hitting people in a way that I noticed later in this game. Big dudes like Leonard Fournette were catching the ball and kind of looking over their shoulder because they're just like, we're getting beat, and this hurts. And Dre Greenlaw, even more than Fred Warner, his the aspect of his game is hitting. 
and 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 sticking guys and 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 really making that a part of, of his tackling. Uh, I just thought he was pretty fantastic. He is having uh, a much better season than I think any of us realized. Like everyone knew how great Warner was, and you know he's getting his due now. But he, you know, everyone's sort of overshadowed on, on the defensive side by Nick Bosa. Uh, Bosa, by the way, should have had a sack today, but they but they let Brady get away with throwing it out uh, throwing it out of bounds, even though it looked like he was down. But uh, he would that that would have been a sack for Nick. But otherwise, like they did, they didn't get any any sacks. Um, I, I just you know we 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 kind of make fun of Drake Greenlow because he's almost over aggressive sometimes, and and it could hurt the team. Like you saw how it hurt Tampa today. You know these late hits and. Uh, you know, drilling people when you're you're not really trying to to hit people in the helmet in any way, but you know it's so hard w- w- with with the way the rules are. <clears throat> and I thought, you know, since the you know the last time that he got in trouble, that was earlier in the season. It might have been the Chicago game or whatever. I think he's really uh, he he's made sure that whatever we would call it aggressiveness or in some cases recklessness that has not been a part of his game of late, but he's still, he's still coming hard and he's still hitting these guys. And I just noticed in this game, these Tampa Bay, you know, players that Brady threw 55 times today, these receivers were like making some business decisions, man. They were not going to be fighting for those extra yards because they were getting punished. And, um, I, I, so I think he sets the tone Warner Warner played well, Warner got beat on like one play. Uh, I saw where he, it, it, Brady threw it over the top of him. Um, but yeah, Dre is my guy and I would have went Purdy number two. They were, it was like either or, but mm-hmm. you know, Brock didn't really have to do anything after in the second half. So, yeah, um, I'm not mad at it. I'm yeah. not mad at it. And then he CMC is- was three for me. Yeah, he is for sure a tone setter. And I know some people don't like the business aspect of football, but I wonder if him and his reps are kicking themselves for signing that two year extension because <laughs> um, he is balling out. Um, and I think, you know, the 49ers to have him locked up for two more years now, I think that that's a coup. Because, yeah. Because, you know, um, Olsen mentioned during the broadcast and, you know, I, I I cannot disagree that he is every bit the player that Fred Warner is. He is, he is a, he's a very good player. Yeah, I mean, he, he probably doesn't have the coverage skills, but it's a different responsibility. As, as yeah, well, well it's, so I, I'll say that, like you say, and they are different players who bring different things to the table, yeah. but I think he is, I, I'll, I'll say it like this. He is, Every bit is impactful with what he brings to the table as Fred is with what he brings. He is definitely a tone setter and one of our best players. So I'm glad that he's going to be here for a while. Uh, Okay. Shelvin had the same three, just uh, just in in a different order. Shelvin also said that, uh, he got his uh, interception ball signed by Brady after the game. Oh, were? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a good homecoming for for Tom. Uh, you know, they talked about the hundred tickets that he had to get. 
uh, he was taking pictures inside the locker room. And I had a, a buddy who uh, he sent me a note and he's like, Oh, Bra- Bra- this, this is, this is Brady's uh, job interview for you guys next year. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, it's that not going to happen. It's just, it, he, 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 if this was the five years ago, Tom Brady, 100%, but he can, he, he can get, uh, he, he is not the, the pass rush is his worst enemy at this point in his yeah. career because he doesn't want to get hit. So he's getting rid of the ball way early in some mm-hmm. cases. And I, I imagine some of these receivers, you know, are probably a little frustrated at that. There were a couple plays there to be made and he just did not want to take that hit. And I don't blame him. Like I'm a year older than him. I wouldn't take that hit either, but well, I'm, and I'm also not doing TB 12. Even prime Tom Brady. This team is his kryptonite. His kryptonite has always been, and I guess you could say that about all quarterbacks, but as we saw with Brock, if you can move, you can kind of do some things if the pressure is coming straight up the middle. But that's always been his kryptonite is pressure in his face. And with his guard, center guard situation, that's their Achilles heel. So, um, of course, he's going to, you know, again, he didn't give up any sacks, and it's because he's savvy enough to know how to get rid of the ball and not take unwanted hits. So again, I just, I'm not really trying to be in the business in the 47 year old quarterback business just on GP, even if he is the greatest of all time. But um, yeah. Quick thing though, you know, I'm kind of a weirdo um when it comes to this kind of thing, but so just bear with me. Do do you think, can you imagine Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady, the great Tom Brady at his folks house in San Mateo this evening that, you know, that's kind of, that that's the kind of thing that, you know, I think that would be hella cool, you know, him driving over the bridge and <laughs> hanging out in San Mateo with his parents. I, you know, I don't know if that is how he gets down, but I think it would be cool if he, if it, if it is. Oh yeah, absolutely. So remember how I told you the story last week that my, my, my buddy played uh Babe Ruth league with, with Tom. Mm-hmm. And I guess my buddy knows Tom has a couple sisters and my buddy had mentioned like, Oh yeah. You know, I'm like Facebook friends with them or, or whatever. But when you become that famous, right? Like your hangout crew is, is way different. And you know, especially when his wife was so famous as well, like, you know, he probably doesn't have that normal family life that, that, you know, that we would have had, you know, yeah, you know, but, but even, even Michael Jackson made sure that those Jackson's albums were out there. So his brothers kept Mm -hmm. getting paid. So hopefully, hopefully he's got, and plus he's got young kids. So hopefully the grandparents get to see the kids and stuff. Cause doesn't Tom have like a, a kid who's like a high school quarterback or something. So he, yeah, yeah. So to me, it's like way cooler to imagine Tom and Jadell hanging out at his parents' house than it is his parents out in their mansion. I don't, you know, yeah, that's yeah. just that's just yeah, me and yeah, mine. Totally. Okay, uh, 49ers and Seahawks on Thursday night. You know, 49ers are on a roll, and this should be a game that. They win, but the Thursday night game can be a little tricky because a lot of times it is related to health, right? It's related uh-huh. to 
what teams are are best fit to play on that day. So for the uh, for the Seahawks, uh, Gino didn't didn't have his best game. Threw a couple picks. Uh, they didn't have their running back uh, mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker, so they relied on uh, Travis Homer for nine for twenty six. Uh, that he was the leading rusher. Uh, you know who's the number one receiver today for them? Is a good is a good old former 49er, Marquise Goodwin. Oh, really? Yeah, he went five for ninety-five today. Okay. Um, and so yeah, so you know, I think all all things sort of point to the Niners. Uh they they historically have not played terrifically in, in that building, but I don't think that building is the same building anymore. Nah, when the team those, isn't isn't great. Those were different teams too. Yeah. Um and so like I think the 49ers win, but I also think that this is gonna be a much closer game than today's was just because of the you know, you, you sort of even out things when, when you play in five days versus you know, giving Kyle a lot more time to game plan and to make sure who's who's able to play and stuff. I think the shortening of of uh, Thursday night kind of is a little bit of an equalizer at times. So I'm expecting a much closer game than maybe some 49er fans are. Absolutely. And like you say, it, you know, they're both on a short week, but they don't, you know, Seattle doesn't have to travel. So that's a bit of an advantage. Um, and it's, you know, there's not much practice time. Everybody's a little banged up. So, and then, you know, just game planning wise, it's it's a stripped down version. But I believe talent wise, we should be able to just line up and beat these dudes. But it should, it, it may be that you're right, that it's a lot closer than um, some folks might think. So, so, also the way the 49ers play, though, if the game goes to their style, it is to beat up these teams late and and really control the ball. And if they can do that, because Seattle's defense is not good, mm-hmm. right? Not the, at all. The, the one thing, and, and we can go back to this, we talked about in the beginning, if, per, if Purdy is hurt, then this game could be like a pick'em game at that point if, if yeah. Purdy can't play. So that, that I think that's a big deal. And then it, it bears noting that, you know, the one thing that, that – you know, as good as our defense is, we saw it with the Dolphins, and then we saw it, you know, it was called back, but we saw it um, today. We can get beat over the top and oh, with yeah. Lockett, and with Lockett <laughs> and Metcalf, I mean, and Gino, the way he is spinning it, particularly downfield, you know, we need to be, our coverage needs to be tight, and we can't be just letting guys go and, and running free um, because they will capitalize on it so and and good and good good and good one absolutely not as i'm sure he's not as fast as as he he used to be but still that guy that guy could run yeah for sure all right so uh you good to be back here thursday night absolutely all right wouldn't miss it yeah this is uh, this has been a lot of fun covering this team in the way that we have been covering them by the way just uh, as an aside you were you able to watch Warriors Celtics last night? Absolutely. That is the first <laughs> game that I've watched from tip to tip, and um, they look great, man. I was that I was like wondering. I was I was in like my group chat with my friends, like, what is different tonight than the rest? Because you know, I've I've just been kind of like peeking in on them and mm-hmm. hearing and seeing that um, it hasn't been a great go, but um, 
they looked awesome last night. Yeah, so I think Brian and I are trying to figure out when we're going to be back because usually we record Thursday, but that'll be 49er time. So we may try and do it tomorrow night after the Bucks game, uh, but we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. But on on the death lineup uh, the last last week, mm-hmm. the thing that I that I mentioned was I hope that just the Celtics coming into town gives the Warriors energy because they've been sleepwalking through some of these games. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, yeah, like regular season, like we just want to get mm-hmm. to the playoffs, which can be dangerous because, you know, they're, sure. they're barely over 500 now. But my thought was like, I hope that they want to prove that on their floor against the Celtics team, which is the dandy of the NBA right now, mm-hmm. uh, that no championship still runs through through san francisco so mm-hmm. that's that that was what i hoped and that was exactly what it was like yeah steph and clay wanted to kill those guys last night and it, yeah. it was fun to watch all right uh thanks uh thanks for hanging out with uh rod and i here um and we'll be back thursday night after 49er seahawks and hopefully We'll have a little bit of a better picture of of where the playoff scenario is. And I, I apologies for me screwing up the playoff scenario earlier. Uh, I was thinking uh, uh, of the pre the NFL playoffs has changed mm-hmm. like almost every two or three years since we were watching. So for sure. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, we, we got it straight. I understand it now, and uh, and we'll 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 move ahead for uh, for next week uh, Thursday night against Seattle, the Amazon game. So uh, I, uh, thankfully for us, uh, we're in the Bay Area, so we don't have to watch through the Amazon app because uh, then you don't get to like, po- po- I, don't, I don't know if the pausing and the fast forwarding and all that stuff works quite as yeah. well as it does with uh, my thing. But anyway, all right, we'll be back. See you next. Uh, see you Thursday night after Niner Seahawks for Rod. I'm Double G. Peace out.